0: It's TRG, the rambling gambler. I ate the last mango in Paris, took the last plane out of Saigon. I took the first fast boat to China, and there is still so much to be done. So very much to be done. And we are going to do some of that today. I am TRG, your never so humble podcast host, creating this reality podcast episode live without a studio audience in parts unknown. From the glorious Casino Combat Studios, welcome to episode 99 of our Casino Combat Podcast. If this is your next time with me. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. If this is your first time, welcome. Give me just a quick minute and I will explain what you have wandered into. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, Dick Dastardly, Mutley, and Penelope Pitstop. This podcast discusses casinos and gambling. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem with Gambling Hotline. If you don't know how to contact your local problem with Gambling Hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results including my own all materials presented here are based on actual facts names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty some events unrelated outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity always want to be clear don't really want to be brief but that's the brand all right the important stuff is done if this is your first time thanks for giving this a try it still seems a bit strange to say this out loud but i am a professional gambler i am I'm a professional gambler. I gamble in a casino almost every day. They give me a lot of free stuff, and I pay bills with the money I win. It's a pretty simple process, actually. A couple years ago, I decided to document the entire process, to explain everything that I do and how I do it, and I created this podcast. We spelled a lot of things with a K because, frankly, it was just cheaper. It was just easier to buy things with the K instead of the C, so that's what we did. If you listen to this episode and you enjoy it, I suggest you visit our website, casinocombat.com. Combat is one of those things that is spelled with a K. Our website has blog posts that explain our unique vocabulary and the core concepts of Casino Combat and other things related to the podcast. We also have links to our social media accounts, downloadable flowcharts for my wagering system, thanks to Inner Circle member, East Coast Emissary, and a bunch of other stuff related to casinos and gambling. Before I get to the battle plan for today, let me start with some big news from the Casino Combat Galaxy. We have added a playlist to the Casino Combat YouTube channel. It is called TRG Wagering Systems. That was a very clever name on our part. We really spent a lot of time focus grouping that and figuring the best thing to call that. The TRG Wagering System playlist contains videos of me playing each of my wagering systems using a blackjack application on a computer and then letting you see in an, a round window the chips as they move from the play stack to the wager to the win stack. have illustrated positive and negative exits. I've shown you how all of the systems play. So if you're a visual learner, if you've listened to episode 62 and struggled to understand TRG wagering system 2, always be grinding which I really wouldn't blame you. It's a tough, uh, you know, if you listened all the way through, you know that I spent probably the better part of a year afraid that I just wasn't capable of explaining it and probably should have done the video a long time ago as well. So if you've listened to 62, didn't quite get it or not sure you got it, looked at the flow charts, think you've got it, but you aren't sure you want to see me do it, we have those videos up and running. Same thing, did TRG Wagering System 4 win more, keep more. Hopefully these videos help. And then the interesting thing there, the thing that caught me by surprise is we've had these up for about a week and we let everybody know by social media. And then obviously we'll talk about it in various episodes. The crazy thing is I wasn't even sure I needed to do TRG wagering system one, which we're now calling the one and only in a, in a fun bit of irony because it was the one and the only originally. It's just not (laughs) anymore. Uh, I I did wagering system one mostly just to make things complete. I didn't really think it was necessary. I, Quite frankly, I assumed TRG Wagering System 2 would get most of the views, then 4 maybe, win more, keep more, because it's new, and I didn't think a lot of people would watch the the video for the, the first wagering system, TRG Wagering System 1, the one and only. To my surprise, wait, TRG Wagering System 1 and TRG Wagering System 4, have almost twice the views of TRG Wagering System 2. Maybe that'll level out over time. I'm not sure, obviously. But I was just, I assume TRG Wagering System 2 is where everybody would go first, and then maybe they'd fill in with the other wagering systems. So we all learned something new, and those systems are out there. Those videos are out there. You are encouraged to watch them, enjoy them, ask questions if you have questions. Okay, our battle plan for today is very straightforward. We're going to share a moment of casino wisdom, then we will do a core concepts segment. I'm going to share two weeks of results with you in a results segment, and that should be a fun change of pace. Let me tell you, this is going to be different than what you've been hearing for the past several months. And then we will finish up with some sips and a story in the virtual VIP lounge. Does that sound vague? Does that sound a bit generic? It does. That's fair. I put this episode together a bit differently for the past few weeks i've come home from a visit to my local casino just full of energy and segment ideas and the house is empty and it's quiet and usually mrs trg isn't home yet and so i just started recording segments and assigning them to future episodes normally i do segments in order so when i'm recording this segment I have I'm telling you what I'm going to do and then I do the rest of the segment. That's what I normally do. Often things are fully written out or at a minimum they are outlined and planned. And none of that happened this time. In a way, this is kind of a live acoustic version of our Casino Combat podcast. I thought these would be great segments at the time, and that was when I said I was fresh out take 2. Fresh out of the casino, I thought these would be great segments in that moment. And I'm hoping you all agree. And I got to confess that I shipped him off to T-Rex. I told him I'd send him this. I told him I would send him the results piece, which I haven't recorded yet. And I honestly don't remember what I talked about. (laughs) They were great ideas at the time in my brain. In my fresh out of the casino brain, they were jewels of brilliance. And I really hope that when we all listen to this, that we're going to all agree that I was, uh, suitably brilliant. We will find out together to, uh, to a certain extent. So let's, uh, let's, let's get started with the, uh, acoustic unscripted version of a moment of casino wisdom. And, uh, we will all find out. Oh, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> okay. Uh, My phone is is blinking at me, and we have an email from Gwen313, and so since this is all unscripted, what the heck, let's just all see what she said together here, huh? Let's see. She says, Gwen313 says, hi, TRG, it's Gwen313, the pop culture princess of casino combat, I just finished listening to episode ninety-eight and I had to write and tell you that I'm very impressed with how you combine two different cartoon graveyard songs. <laughs> Sorry, two two different cartoon graveyard songs in, in the intro. That was really clever and fun. You know I love the music references. Yes, you do. That is true. Also, been meaning to tell you I love, love, love the casino combat boots from your Insta. Um I'm an old guy. I think she means Instagram. That has to be what she means there. Do young people call Instagram Insta? Okay. Okay. Anyway, she says, oh, I won almost a week's pay last month. I've been doing Always Be Grinding. She actually spelled it doing, D-O-I-N. That's pretty fun. I've been doing Always Be Grinding at Baccarat since it's easier than Blackjack. Also, I just win five units and leave. Couldn't have done any of it without you. I always look forward to your next episode episode, say hi to Mrs. TRG for me. Gwen three thirteen, PCP of Casino Combat. <laughs> you know, Gwen, I really we gotta at some point we gotta meet in real life. I I, I always just thoroughly enjoy your very, very unique take on on our podcast. I really do. So thank you for checking in. Perfect timing. The boots are going to come in handy this winter, that's for sure. And if you missed it everyone, I posted a picture. Well, I think Billy actually posted that picture, but a picture was posted on Instagram or on my Insta, I guess, <laughs> of some new boots that I bought. It's going to snow here soon. Uh I live I live in a part of North America that gets snow in the winter. And it's going to snow here soon, and western boots and snow are not a good match. Well, they are a good match if you want to fall down hard. And so I recently saw an ad for and ordered some custom combat boots that I added to my wardrobe. And they're very cool and a bit obnoxious. They have the Casino Combat logo on them, uh, on the tops of them, on both sides. And then they also have the, the name Casino Combat written along the side of the boot. I have gotten some, uh, I'm going to call them compliments, maybe acknowledge some of the pit bosses at my local casino have noticed and said, well, those certainly are casino combat, combat boots. So that's what she's talking about should come in handy on, on some winter days. And then I won't be slip sliding away, which is a great thing. All right, let's have a moment of casino wisdom. So this is a casino wisdom segment that's been on my mind for a while now. and I, I keep coming back to it. I keep coming back to it. And normally when we do casino wisdoms, I, I tell you that a casino wisdom is uh, a combination of knowledge about casinos and how they work or how players behave in a casino or information in that regards combined with an action to be taken in certain situations and I'm going to do a little different this week. I'm going to use this segment a little differently, this episode, because I want to come at an idea and maybe an idea that you've heard and then come at it a couple different ways. So this is not an original idea to me, although I suspect the second part of what I'm going to do with it may be unique to me. And maybe I just read it somewhere forever ago and I don't recall, but here's, so here's the idea and you may have, this is the part you may have heard before. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And I think the idea is supposed to be motivational, supposed to encourage change. If you don't like how things are going for yourself, then then change things up. Don't just keep repeating the same things over and over if they don't work. Now, the opposite is true, however. When you find something that works... Then, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got, and that's success. However, success in this endeavor happens to be defined. And so how can we apply that to to the game of casino gambling? I see people that lose over and over and over, or claim they lose over and over, and I don't know why they'd claim something other than that. If they won all the time, I would think they would claim that. So they lose over and over, and then they explain to people, and I'm talking about in the online space, and then they explain to people how they lose. And I'm thinking, if you always do this, and you always lose, why would you keep doing it? And I realize, I realize that the answer is they don't care. Losing is their default setting. Losing is what they expect. They believe that losing has to happen. They believe that losing is inevitable. so they tell everyone what they do to lose and then they go and repeat it and that's their idea of a good time on a vacation and that's fine if that's it look if it costs x dollars to go skiing and x dollars to go gambling and you have more fun skiing and than gambling even when you lose money gambling who cares where the money went i'm about winning this podcast is about winning this podcast is about how to win and so obviously we if what we do doesn't work then this is a true kind of wisdom of the, the universe for us, right? If we always lose, we should keep making changes until we start winning. We should do things differently. We should not, in the motivational sense, always do what we've always done. We should, if we're a member of the squad, if we operate in the Casino Combat Galaxy, well, then we should sit down, be accountable, be accountable, Look at our notes, look at our materials, look at how we've recorded information, see why this is happening, or if we can't see why, see what we could change, what we could do differently, what parts of what we're doing aren't working, and we should be able to look at that in the big picture. And as I said, if you're having success, and not even if you do what I do. If you've listened to some of this and you've enjoyed it and you you enjoy the stories more than the teach and you like hearing about the adventures, but you've got your own stuff that works, great. You should keep doing what you've always done so you always get the success that you've always gotten. That makes perfect sense. And now where I want to challenge you a little bit, perhaps, because I've got some people I'd love to say this to and they're too close to me and I can't say it, but I've got some people I'd like to say this to. And this is, I think, perhaps unique to my uh, to my thought process. And it goes like this. If you always do what I've always done, you'll always get what I've always got. I think it's a very, very reasonable variation of that. And the challenge there is, if you don't consistently win, in whatever sense of the word you define winning, if you don't have continued success at the casino lifestyle process. If you do not win a lot more months and a lot more money, then you're losing. Maybe, just maybe, could I humbly suggest that you always do what I've always done? Because I get success. And no, 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 not every single day, not every single table, but over the arc of a month, certainly over the arc now of 2 years, I have been fortunate to have tremendous success. And so if that's not what you're doing, and I'm not bragging, that's that's not the point. The point is, like, like to go back to, to T-Rex's thing about Brady, right? If you're not winning Super Bowls, and it's because of you as a player, or maybe as a team, right? If you are not having success and someone else is, figure out how they're getting their success and emulate it. Or at least adapt it to what makes sense to you a little bit. Don't just go, oh, well, you know, they're just better. They're just luckier. That's the one I love. Some people are just luckier. And I think, okay, but you've known me for a long time. And you've seen what I, you, you've seen how things go for me. And you, if you've paid attention, you see how things go for you. If your observations are the same as mine. Perhaps it's not, I'm just lucky. Perhaps you should, If, if winning is your goal, if you as a listener has winning as a goal, and that's not what's happening, and you're not doing things the way I do them, perhaps that is in fact the right answer. And let me say, if you think you are, and I haven't mentioned this in a while, if you think you are doing what I'm doing, And you're not having a similar ratio of success and you really do look at it and you say, I think I'm doing exactly everything, then I do offer to do one-on-one coaching. I I try to never sell and this may change at some point I always throw that disclaimer in. it might change at some point but I'm not about selling things I'm not about saying hey I've got this great new wagering system and if you'll come to my blah 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 I'm gonna reveal it all to you and I'll send you my packet and I'm not really interested in in doing that at least I'm not interested doing it at this point no one's made it look attractive enough to me that that's what I should do but my private life I'm a technology consultant People have problems, they call me in. I charge them my hourly rate and I try to solve their problems for them. I am happy to, to do a coaching call with you to look at your records, to look at your materials, to look at what has happened to you and here, talk to you about how you do things. Have you walk me through a casino visit or a casino trip or whatever pieces of the puzzle you think would help me understand and I will try to help you get what I've always got. If you think you're walking in my footsteps and you're getting bear traps and I'm not, then let's you know for a modest fee i'll be happy to talk through that with you i really will and and we'll see if we can't improve that and then here's the one other thing and i was talking to a pit boss actually about this a week or so ago this is the one of the other thing that we do have to all acknowledge and that is this it is very possible that in fact the sample size of my results is not large enough that over two years of data, over two years of things recurring, is just not enough data. It is possible that if we have, if and when, if we have 10 years of data, we would see that, in fact, this was just a the random two best years out of 10. That is possible. I have no way of knowing that. And here's the problem. If we get to five years... We have no way of knowing it's not just the good 5 years out of 20. There's there's no way to know until we get an overwhelming amount of bad data. And even then we wouldn't know, right? Suppose suppose that we got 20 years of data and we had four bad years or four good years and 16 bad years and all the months that are implied in all of that Right, so we had we had four good years, and the rest of the years out of the bad years or out of the twenty years are bad years. Well, how how do we know that isn't just the bad twenty years out of a total hundred years? That if you did it for a hundred years, you would in fact only really have thirty bad years, and you would have seventy good years, and the good would outweigh that. So. We have to admit that this is a small sample size. And we have to and if you what you do works, then it's fine that my sample size is small. Just keep doing you. In fact, tell me, send me an email, TRG at casinocombat.com, spell combat with a K. Tell me how you're doing it. If you have a bigger sample size, cool. But if you don't have a bigger sample size, or if your bigger sample size says you're not winning more than you're losing, perhaps may I humbly once again in my never so humble opinion offer that perhaps the way I do things might be something that you would want to try or try to incorporate into what you do so that you always do what I've always done and you always get what I've always got. And that's not an official casino wisdom. I did think it was philosophical I I did think it looked it examined the philosophy under which we as gamblers operate, and it's been on my mind a lot. And I thought all of you might benefit from appreciate or hopefully at least enjoy uh, that moment of casino wisdom. And the next thing that we are going to do is a core concept segment. All right, so let's start off with this. If you are new here, if you are, now let's even start before that. If you've been here for a while, sorry and wouldn't blame you if you decided to just fast forward a little bit, that would be cool. You already know all this. If you have not been here a lot, the core concepts are the, the basic fundamental ideas, the the essential things you need to know to be good at the game of casino gambling. And I, I developed them and refined and honed them over a period of time, and I have covered them in a variety of wa- a variety of ways. Early episodes of the podcast, I've written a blog post about it. I have a uh, playlist on youtube called boot camp that's the core concepts broken into small easy lessons that you can listen to whole thing takes less than 90 minutes each course is 10 or 15 minutes i i teach them in sequence that's what the core concepts are the core concepts is spelled with a k and in boot camp camp is spelled with a k and that information is readily available i've covered it a variety of ways if you can't find it for any reason, if you honestly go out and make a sincere effort and you go, you know, I just can't find it. I, I've, I've been to the YouTube channel. I, I've been to the website. I, I've tried to listen to the, the beginning episodes as, as uh, uneven as the sound quality was. And I, I just can't find the core concepts. Send me an email uh, I or or Billy or T-Rex will put together a pull list for you, and that's probably also a good blog post. I should probably put together a blog post and say, look, if you want to listen to this instead of read it, if you want to hear it a different way, here you go. So that's what a core concept is. It's one of those fundamental building blocks that I've taught many times that, that explains the, the 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 beginner basics of being good at the game of casino gambling. And I wanted to pull one of those out today And I'm going to show it to you in a more detailed way and a a different way. I'm I'm going to show you another. That's the great thing, in my opinion. Uh, Wow, where do I start with that one? Okay, so I often tell people, particularly people that come from Macintosh operating system to the Windows operating system, that both the good thing and the bad thing about the Windows operating system is there are often... Three to five ways to accomplish exactly the same thing. You can do it with keys. You can do it with search. You can do it with settings. You can do it with control panel. You can do it right clicking. You can, you can do things all kinds of different ways. And that's great. But that also means that people do things differently. So the core concepts, the casino wisdoms, the wagering system, certainly the wagering system ideas. Progressive, regressive, positive exit, negative exit, all of the time roll, bank roll, all those pieces, parts, you can use those a little differently. Like you can do different things in Windows. You can do different things with the operating systems. You can apply the wisdoms in multiple different situations in different ways. You can apply the core concepts often in a variety of different ways. And that is one of the the advanced ways of looking at the uh, casino combat arsenal, if you will. If you look at all the tools that I've presented in going on a hundred episodes, there are pieces there that you can look at from one direction, from another direction, from another direction and see a variety of different things. And so that's what I wanted to do with one of our uh, core concepts today. I want to take a look at the core concept that says win a small set amount and leave. And that can mean, as we've talked about, leave the casino, leave the table, uh, leave the casino for the day, leave, leave the casino for a couple hours to do some sightseeing, go to the spa, take a swim, those types of things. It can be leave the casino for the day if you have one pleasantly close by, as I am fortunate enough to, to, to have. And so that's a very important core concept. This idea that we set a reasonable goal. We are not walking into the casino with a hundred dollars and trying to win a thousand. Or 10,000 or 100,000. We're walking into the casino and at most, if we have $100 and that is 10 wagers or 20 wagers, we are hoping to win 50 to 100% of that. And yes, there's a point where if you've won 100%, now you're willing to take 80% to walk out with 120% and you kind of play with that. I've won and can I win more aspect of things? but we're walking in with reasonable expectations. If we're walking in with three buy-ins of 10 units, so we can play three, probably realistically four tables with that money, depending on how your exits occur, then what we're really trying to do is go through the process and finish with one third or a little less than one third. If we walk away with eight units, we're walking away with less than one third more than what we walked in with. And if we can be happy with that, we can be successful consistently. That's one aspect of continued success is the ratio of money brought in and money carried out. Okay? So that's all wrapped up in this idea of win a small set amount and leave and do that consistently and pick an amount that you have a high probability of winning. We are never going to win every table, every machine. We are not always going to win every day. But if we do that, if we win consistently more, if our goal is such, if our small set amount is such that we can way more often than not achieve that goal, then we can have long, long-term long sustained success. Then we can do all the reward system stuff, all the point stuff. We can manipulate all of that. We can do all the comp stuff off the play if the play, more often than not, wins a small set amount. And in a vacation environment, you're trying to win that small set amount over and over and over again. You're maximizing your tries, but you're still using the same approach and discipline. And here's the then where I want to go with this. I have for... About nine months now, maybe a little longer than that, recorded the number of times. I've been playing using TRG Wagering System 2, Always Be Grinding, which eventually became TRG Wagering System 4, Win More, Keep More. And sometimes that means I take a seven or an eight unit loss or a five unit loss. I don't leave with more than I walked in with at a particular table But I record, I observe and record, was there a moment in time, despite the fact that I walked away minus five units, was there a moment in time where I had one unit of profit, where I had 11 units and could have walked away before losing five units? So I always make a mental note of that. It always gets recorded in my app. In fact, the app got adjusted so there is a question one unit yes no and so I've recorded number of yeses and number of nos number of times where I lose five units without ever having 11 units total and what I find is that well over 95 percent of the time I had a moment where I was ahead one unit and then eventually the uh, then eventually I lost about 5% of the time, roughly 5% of the time, I lose five units having never ever won one unit and gotten that 11th unit. And then here's that different point of view thing. I'm going to having we've had our PhD moment. So I'm going to, I'm going to observe some things that are perhaps at PhD level of this. I'm I'm keeping that 5% number a little hazy. I think it's, actually closer to, I think it's actually over 96 and closer to 97, but I'm being, and when I run the pure numbers from the app, I I get numbers above, at or above 97 on a monthly basis, but I'm saying 95 here because I am allowing for the fact that sometimes through the course of play, I maybe really had two one yeses and didn't record them both, or they're just, they're little things where I know if I'm being purely, fully, 100% intellectually honest with myself, occasionally because of the process of regrouping and all of that, that I might miss one here or there. There That maybe two occurred and it only got recorded as one session, or things got broken up a little bit. So I know that there is a little teeny gray area, but I am highly confident that it is a little teeny gray area and that it's not more than 2%. And once again... Sample size. We have three months of one person's life. We have, you know, a, a sample size, it measured in more than thousands, but less than ten thousands. This could once again just be the good block of months that happen to occur, and there we have no way to know that once again. So I can just share with you what I know. But what that means is a couple of things. It's a it's an interestingly applicable idea a couple of ways. And one is Suppose your goal is to win $100 a day. You don't care about comps. You don't care about points. This is just, I have a casino. Let's, let's take the hypothetical. There is, my apartment building is on one side of the casino and a block past the casino is where I work. So I walk past the casino twice a day. And I would really like to have $100 a day more in my life. That would be really good. So the way that you would do that is you would structure a bankroll around the idea that I am going to go in and I am going to play blackjack at $100 a hand using TRG Wagering System 4 with a buy-in of 5 units. And barring the weird last bet, double, split, split, double unicorn hand that might come up. When I lose the five units, I'm done. And I expect that to happen five times out of a hundred. And so to be safe, I need a $500 buy-in five times, that's $2,500, and I need to be able to do it again, that's another $500, and I have to allow for some splits and doubles, so where am I at? Where I'm at is, hey, if I've got $10,000 that I can put at risk, $10,000 that I do not need to pay bills, $10,000 that I do not need to live my life, and I want to, over a 100 days, make $100 $100 95 times or $9,500. And I know that I will probably lose $500 five times doing that 1500 And I'm comfortable with the ratio between those. I'm comfortable with winning $9,500 and losing $2,500. That works for me. Then you could go in every day play trg wagering system for win more keep more as i said and the expectation from my admittedly small sample size of data is that that's basically the results you should get and there will be a moment or two where your very first hand is a blackjack and you win one and a half units that will happen there will be a moment or two where you get a hand that you need to split and then you need to double one of those and you win three units and you're out the door. And there will be some where you lose the five units by making a bet like that and one more bet and then you're done and you're frustrated. But my data suggests that that's a very doable thing and it scales. You just need to multiply all the numbers I just gave you by 10 to win $1,000 a day. Or by five to win $500 a day. Or by three to win $300 a day. Or by 50 to win $50 a day. It all scales. Go either way you want. Up or down. Very, very simple. It will work. At least it has worked for me. I would not have, I would have less total winnings if I had just gone to my local casino and done that than the total winnings I have. And you will not get a lot of comps and benefits and free gifts and free play and that kind of stuff in my expectation, in the reward systems I'm knowledgeable about. Doesn't mean there isn't one where you could. You could apply this in a situation that made sense to you that I'm not aware of, I'm not seeing, I'm not thinking about, but it seems a perfectly viable strategy for extracting money from the casino. Should work just fine based on all the data that I've collected. And I've collected that data at craps. I've collected that data at bubble craps. I've collected that data at just a f- tiny bit of... Uh, oh, Freebet that Blackjack. That's the, the the name I was struggling to, to put my brain around real quick. So I, I've done it multiple places. I have not recorded this just for Blackjack. I suspect there's even a Baccarat table in there somewhere. Somewhere, I suspect there's probably one. So that's one aspect of this uh, core concept of saying win a small set amount and leave and when we expand on that that implies directly that the smaller your win goal the better your chances of reaching that win goal so it is probably also equally or almost equally easy to win two units and walk away it's not that much harder, and I'm not going to run all the data. I'm not going to collect the two-unit data and the three-unit data and the four-unit data. If there's some smart person out there that knows of or how to write a computer simulation and wants to set that up for me, I'd be happy to look at the math. But just conceptually, there's probably a 88% chance of walking away with a two-unit win before you lose five, and then we can play around with that. Oh, if I'm trying to win two before I lose five. Should it be six? We could play around with that that way. But let's stop at the basic idea. Compared to your buy-in, compared to your unit size, compared to the amount of time you spend at the activity, the lower your win goal, the higher your chance of success. And that's the next uh, experiment that I want to talk about. And then I'm going to wrap all these ideas up into one implementable approach to a gambling visit. I'm going to lay this all, tie it all together to you into a process for working your way through a casino and achieving your win goal. This idea that focusing on winning a small set amount is also expandable into a technique, a process, a, a way of seeing a casino visit. So here's the other experiment. And that's this bubble craps experiment. And this is even a smaller uh, sample size. It's a much smaller sample size than what I have with, do I win one unit before I lose five? The one yes experiment. But I've been doing this bubble craps experiment. And this bubble craps experiment, because it is gambling for education, I've shrunk things down. And I guess that's a bit of an admission. I'm, I'm putting in a hundred dollars. I'm making $10 wagers. I'm using TRG wagering system four and I'm trying to win five units before I lose seven and walk away. And I'm having a high degree of success with that. So I'm a 10-unit buy-in. I'm intending to leave minus seven units. That's a discipline thing. That's a, I can walk away. That's I want to win more than I want to play. That's all the, the great things encapsulated in that process. And I'm just gambling for education. Because if I can consistently, more often than not, turn $100 $100 into $150. Now we are once again back to just add zeros. Just add zeros, just add zeros, and that led me to something else I hope I remember to talk about. So, if if you can consistently use $100 to win 150, you can consistently use 1000 to win 1500 if you can consistently use 1000 to win 1500. Yeah, there's a point there where the bubble craps machine won't take your wager, but we get to some pretty comfy numbers for most people pretty Pretty quickly. So how does this play into the idea then of this core concept that we're talking about? Win a small set amount and leave. Well, it ties in this way because once I had that process going, once I started really particularly here now back and able to function in my local casino in a more day-to-day way, I go in, I play my bubble craps. If it doesn't go well, I know how much more I need to win before I'm going to be ready to have my day's pay and go home. If it does work, I know I need to win less at a blackjack table or a full-blown craps table in order to hit my day's pay number. Part of my day's pay number is done. And if I take a small loss at the next full table proce- uh, step, process, uh, wager, then I got a little cushion because I already won a little earlier. And then what I found was, well, it's easier to win a small amount and walk away than to win a larger amount. So if Gabriel's around, cool. I'll just stop in at uh, the table where Gabriel is, is gambling and hang out with him and maybe have a Canadian whiskey and use the Iron Cross and win twice and down approach that equine ensign has shared with us and talked about and well sent me an email about and i talked about on his behalf i guess is a better way to say that so i'll hang out with gabriel a little bit and once again now here i'm not trying to win a whole day's pay if i can get ahead a half a day's pay that's pretty cool because now i add that to what i want at bubble craps and and now I've got to win less than a half day's play pay playing blackjack just to be done. And let's be honest, sitting down at a, at a blackjack table and winning four or five units that happens a lot. It happens a lot. It's not that big a goal to win instead of one, four or five units. And pretty so pretty soon it's all got. I got a few units here, and I got a few units over here, and I got a few units over here, and what am I ahead? Oh, I'm ahead 12 units. I'm ahead 14, 15, 16 units, because I got a couple blackjacks right there. I needed to win four units, but I caught a couple blackjacks and then a split at the end, and I was on the progressive side, and I ended up winning more than I was really trying to win, because I was willing to win a small amount, particularly in the case of the bubble craps. I'm willing to win a very small set amount. Five units at a very small unit size in order to get done and get out of the way. So that's a really neat, useful application of this concept of this core concept. You can apply when a small, small set amount and leave and your small set amount can be seven or eight units with a 10 unit buy-in. Well, I hope that it's more of a 12 unit win and, and, and that kind of stuff. Or your small set amount can be one unit and your unit size can be set very large so that you're happy with what you're winning. Or you can apply the concept and set very low expectations for each of several gambling sessions within a casino visit. You can roll into your local casino and say, okay, I'm just going to win a little here. Not going to try for eight or 10, going to try for three or four gonna step out, gonna look at the fountain, gonna get something to eat, gonna go to the bar and get a bottle of water, whatever that thing is. And then a little later, I'm going to try to just go in three, four units and get up and walk away. And you can do that multiple times. And you can do that with a higher degree of success if you have the discipline because you just pop in and pop out. All right, very good. We are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to reconvene and do a results segment. All right, all right, all right. For uh, today's results segment, I'm going to cover basically the first two weeks of first two weeks of September 2022, and as I've been doing, the reality is in 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 half a month in. 14 days, I gambled 11 out of 14 days, most of it locally. In almost all cases, I got parking comps and free bets and free slot play and meals and all of those things. And in each case, I worked through the process until I'd either won my day's pay or lost roughly five days pay doing a full meta Martingale cycle using TRG wagering system Three is the Meta Martingale TRG wagering system for win more, keep more uh, with a, a little iron cross for cocktails thrown in on the craps table and some bubble craps for my ongoing craps experiment. And I'm calling this a results segment because I'm just going to pull out, as I said, the stuff that's important. But we did do a fair amount of traveling. We did take advantage of a fair amount of opportunities. And keep in mind that I won money in March after expenses, and April, after expenses, and May, after expenses, and June, after expenses, and July, after expenses. And in August, I traveled to the East Coast for the better part of a week, and then to Las Vegas for the better part of the week, and came home despite hanging out with Marines, drinking Afghani car bombs, with a a profit at the end of each of those months. A, a, A nice profit. A lot of money was made. And you always then go into the next month going, and now I got to do it all over again. Now I got to deliver again. But I'm also going in with a high level of confidence. And I'm going in with the knowledge that I had saved parts of all those wins and put them aside to offset future losses. So I'm in pretty good shape. And the first day of the month happened to coincide with the last day of like four days that the Caesars company was doing a five times tier credit promotion. All the brands, in my experience, do this from time to time. It's a way as they approach the end of the year to bring business into their into their buildings, because people like me, and other members of our squad are going. Hey, it's five times tier credits. I need to get myself positioned correctly for next year. I need to finish up what I want to do, and so that was on my mind. and In the first part of the the five times tier credit promotion, I just had no way to get to a Caesar's property. We had a lot of family commitments right at the end of September. But I was looking at that first day of September. And we had a lot of family commitments at the end of August. I'm not sure I said that correctly. If I did, then I've said it twice. Uh, But that first day of September was the last day of the five times tier credits. And I'm thinking, okay, well, where can I go? Where can I go? What could I get to? Uh, A lot of the casinos that are Caesars casinos are just a little far to be a day trip, or they fall down in other ways. And then I remembered that about four hours from me, if I go south and then west, is really the closest Caesars-branded full-service casino to me. And I don't go there very often because it doesn't have a hotel. It's, it's at a, uh, a racetrack. It's at a horse track. And it's a, a perfectly fine, perfectly nice casino. There's nothing wrong with it from a casino point of view. The rules are fine. The, the 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 all the the key things are fine. It there isn't a hotel nearby, or there isn't a hotel attached. There there are some hotels, you know, three, four, five stoplights away. I just I prefer an ideal situation. The hotel is attached to the casino, and I can take a break and grab some food in the room. So I'm not just sitting at a bar somewhere. Uh, eating alone, so I can grab some to-go food, go to my room, watch some TV, take a break, just all those types of things, because if you don't have a fountain, and you don't have a Buddha statue, and you're not really a tourist destination, you know, what are you going to go do when you want to take a break? So I prefer situations where the hotel is right there, that also means that if I'm going to have a couple cocktails to end the evening, I can do that and, and have no concerns. I don't, I don't like to do cocktails at the end of the, at the end of the evening and then get in a car and drive. That's just a recipe for problems, problems, problems. But this was the closest casino. And then I, as I was looking at it, I realized I was going to basically drive right through where my parents live to get there. So I went south. Had uh, had some brunch with uh, Mama and Papa TRG and, and hung out with them a little bit and then headed over to the Caesars Casino to get my five times tier credits and um, as a trip it didn't go particularly well. I ended up uh, losing a couple days pay. Because, you know, I said many, many, many times, right? The, the old timers, the, the, the good old boys will tell you, oh, you never gamble for points. You never gamble for tier credits. You never gamble for status. To which I reply, okay, you're stupid. I <laughs> mean, I probably would never say that to my elders, um, but that's my internal thought. Okay, you're just stupid. You know, if you get to Diamond with Caesars, if you get to the third tier with Caesars, you don't pay resort cre- resort fees when you spend the night and if you spend the night at caesar's properties all year that's thousands and thousands of dollars and and diamond isn't that hard to get and it doesn't have a lot of perks other than that one really good perk so i was willing to stretch out a little bit i was willing with the months of winning behind me and five times tier credit i i was willing to to gamble a little more and gamble a little bigger And try to make sure that I got to 500 tier credits. Because when you get to 500 tier credits, not only are they multiplying that by 5, but 500 tier credits with Caesars in one day gets you a tier credit bonus added on at the end of everything. So I wanted to try to get 500 points. And that means that I overplayed the slots a little bit. I actually did back-to-back tier 3 Meta Martingale after losing... Two tables at tier one, a table at tier two, went to tier three, didn't win, and went tier three again and didn't win again. I finished the day, as I said, with a loss, and I finished with a loss because I was doing what I had to do to make sure that I got to, that I got to where I needed to be. But I do want to share. I did have a great Iron Cross session at the crafts table. It actually made up almost an entire uh, tier three win, and all I did was the iron cross because at the point at point I had just taken two back-to-back tier 3 losses so I'm just at table minimum and I'm just doing iron cross because I'm just trying to rack up tier points right craps craps is a game that tends to generate good tier points they're giving me five times I've been getting beat up pretty bad so even if I get beat up a little doing iron cross it's pretty conservative And uh, as I said, I won almost uh, everything I had lost at the previous uh, Tier 3 table. Here's the fun part that I wanted to tell you about. Here's the item that I noted that I really wanted to bring to your attention. So when I do Iron Cross, and let me back up a little further. Let me not assume that you understand Iron Cross because we have new listeners all the time. So Iron Cross on a Craps table goes like this. and I didn't invent this. This isn't mine. It's been around for, for quite a while. I read about it on the internet. All dealers know it when you're doing it, or most dealers know it when you're doing it. They see right away what's going on. This is not something unique and special to me. This is just a, a very conservative approach that I take in situations like this where I, I either want to kill some time and have some cocktails, which I wasn't doing in this case because I had to drive, but uh, I, I wanted points and I wanted to use up time. I had lots of time between brunch and what was a reasonable time to go back to the hotel and call it a night. And I wanted to squeeze as many points as I said. I want to try to get 500 points. So one of our casino wisdoms is let them do their job, by which I mean let the house do the house's job. You do your job as the player. Your job is not to run the game. Your job is to run your wagers and and play the game properly. It's the house's job to run the game correctly. If they make a mistake and it's in your favor, it is their job to correct it in my opinion. If they make a mistake and it's in their favor, you Observe the mistake to them and let them do their job and fix it. And you don't try to tell them from harder than experience, I know, they don't appreciate you trying to tell them how to do their job. So ever since I was told by a pit boss that I needed to be quiet and let them do their job while they made a horrendous mistake, that's what I do. I follow those directions. I, I stick with it. And they do make mistakes in my favor sometimes. This one's a fun one. Iron Cross. I wait for a point to be established. Once a point's established and the puck is turned from off black to white and on, I make a table minimum bet on the five, the six, and the eight. And then I make a table minimum bet on the field. And now the only way that I can lose is if the dreaded S-E-V-E-N is rolled. And if any other number is rolled, I am going to get paid something. And when I get paid something twice, I turn all my bets off and I wait for the big red S E V E N to show up. And then everyone else that's on those numbers loses, but my bets are fine. And I just wait patiently for the next point and then I repeat the process. So The let them do their job part goes something like this. I've been playing for quite a while. I got a nice little profit going. I'm going to leave the table with a profit no matter what. I'm basically at if the point's established and I place my bets and then you know the the horrible big red comes out and I lose the bets, then I was going to leave with a profit. I knew I was in that spot. So I get paid. I get paid again. I say to the dealer, I'm off, and I pull back my field bet. I'm off, I'm off, I'm off, and the dice get passed, and the dice get rolled, and a six is rolled, and I get paid. Dealer didn't hear me. Even though I was saying it, like looking directly at them, the dealer just missed it. Maybe ended their shift. I don't know. That part's not my job. It's their job. There are four of them running the craps game. It's their job to hear me say in a clear voice, I'm off. So, I look at the dealer and I say, I'm off. And now the little disc is put on top of my wager. I am off. That disc is on the five. It's showing that my five, six, and eight wagers are all off. The dice are passed. The dice are rolled. An eight is rolled. And despite the fact that my bets are off, the dealer pays me anyway. Their job, not mine. As I said, maybe the end of the shift... I don't know, but I found it fascinating that first of all, they didn't hear my I'm off four times. And then having been told again and turned me off, he forgot in five seconds, seven seconds and still paid me. And that was helpful because as I said, I ended up making back a chunk of what I'd lost previously. Good trip. Good to see my folks. Um, did, Did, as I said, end up losing money and I was not Particularly worried about having lost money. I'd, I'd done what I wanted to do point wise. It had been a good trip. Um, I'd lost some money. I'd lost some money that I'd just won the month before. Not super worried about that, but never, never, never fun to uh, to lose. When I got back, I uh, immediately on my after I got back in town, I stopped at the uh, slot parlor with the horse track, and I had a tiny amount of of well, Tiny's relative, but I had uh, what would it be, man? Just a little over a tenth of a day's pay in free slot play, and I ran it through the slot machine using TRG slot strategy number one, and I won two thirds of a day's pay on a tenth of a day's pay in slot play. I I won two thirds of a day's pay. Nice, nice win. Very, very nice win. In fact, I then went then went down to my local casino, picked up my free stuff there. And won another uh, two-thirds of a day's pay and left. This idea that, okay, win what I need to win and then get out and, and go on with other things. What else here? Let's look here. Oh, I, uh, I took Mrs. TRG on the weekend. We went two and a half hours west and north to a wonderful MGM property, spent the evening. We paid just a tiny bit, paid about a third of the day's pay for the room. Uh, it was a Saturday night. They were only willing only willing to comp part of the cost, but the rooms there are more than a day's pay if you're paying full price. So they, they gave me more than than two thirds of a room comp. We had a, a great time. We had a great a great meal in the sports bar. We, uh, as a team, we lost money. I made money. I did not make enough money to get even for the month. But uh, as as, uh, I made money, Mrs. TRG lost a little money. We had a great Saturday night, date night. Had a lot of fun. Back in town, let's see what we got here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's take a look. Uh, Local casino, bubble craps. Nothing interesting, nothing interesting. Got to tier three and lost. That's not interesting. Losing isn't interesting. More free slot play. Again, you know, just a little tiny bit of slot play at the horse track and... Over a third day's pay in winning. So the free slot play was the one thing kind of holding me up as I'm going through this. Not interesting, not interesting, not interesting, not interesting. Oh, we, we went down to brunch. Oh, and won a ton of money. Yeah, went down to brunch. Tier one loss, tier one loss, tier two loss. Mrs. TRG had won her money for the day. Brunch had been great. All that stuff is good. And I say, I'm sorry, hun. i I'm, I'm going to have to grab you a mimosa and, and, uh, I'm going to go back in high limit. And then I go back in high limit and win almost eight days pay at tier three. It just went and went and went and went and went. Oh, that was excellent. Got to hang out uh, during the week with, uh, Gabriel and the walking Wikipedia and me All hanging out at the same time at a craps table. And that's probably the first time we've ever all three been at a craps table together. We used to play blackjack together all the time. But, uh, you know, had a great time. And uh, the walking Wikipedia is planning, when sports betting is legal in our state, in about four months, he is planning to Martingale sports bets, which... He and I talked through, just he wanted to make sure that he was thinking about things correctly because he's never been a sports better before. It's never really been an option. But uh, he's, he's got it right. He's just going to pick a game that he likes, that he thinks he has a chance of winning the wager. And he's going to start with a very small amount. And if he loses, he's just going to double it and throw in a little extra to take care of the, the house's rake, the house's vigorous. He's thinking about it right. In fact, I'm thinking about it the same way. I'm thinking I'm going to set a, set aside a, a an EBR, an experimental bankroll, and that you know the nice thing. Table maximums, if, if you're not aware, and I, I assume I guess most people are, but if you're not aware, Martingale is a very simple system invented a long time ago in France that essentially when you lose a wager, you just double your wager the next time. And if you lose that, you double again, and eventually you will get all your money back and have a profit equal to the first wager as long as you have a big enough bankroll. And the house knows that. So on table games, the house sets a maximum wager, right? Right. And normally they set it so that between six and seven losing hands, you're no longer going to be able to make the next bet. You're going to at six or seven hands be betting $3,000 and you're going to have already lost almost $3,000, you know. You've lo- you've already lost twenty five dollars less than three thousand, and now you're making a three thousand dollar bet. And if you m- make that bet, you'll have all your money plus plus twenty five dollars in this example. But if you lose it, you will have lost just short of six thousand dollars, and you will not be able to make the next bet. You will not be able to bet twelve thousand anywhere in the casino, and now you'll be done, and they'll have your six thousand dollars. But most sports books have very very low. Minimum wagers, very low minimum wagers, often lower than the wager you can make at any blackjack or craps table anywhere in the building. And they have very high maximum bets. There are some casinos in Vegas that'll take bets for millions. So now you've kind of removed that barrier to martingaling. So you pick a wager on a sports team, you make the bet. And I think this is what I was sharing with Walking Wikipedia. I think the play is over under wagers. Not getting into odds, not getting into any of that to muck up your martingale, just pick over under, which is basically an even money minus the house percentage wager. If you lose it, you know how much you lost and you bet twice plus just a little more to cover the vigorous. And if you lose that, you bet twice that plus just a little more to cover the vigorous. You're probably never going to hit the house maximum And as long as you've got a big enough bankroll and start small enough, you've got an extra little way to generate tier credits, an extra little way to generate cash. And then, of course, if it's me, the other thing I'm doing is if I win two bets in a row, if I win two wagers on a sports in a row, two days in a row or two bets in a row, two weekends in a row, whatever, then my next bet's going to be up by half. I'm going to apply that progressive wagering process to things as well. And the walking Wikipedia and I had had that conversation. Ah, let's see what else some more free stuff some more free stuff. You know, I think that's it I think those are our results. I think i've kind of covered what I needed to cover there I think i've pulled the interesting things out of Uh the two weeks that I spent at the beginning of september As I said very good on the free stuff a lot of money made on free slot play a lot more than I was given and uh, a, a fun week, a week with friends, a week where I got to use the fact that I'm ABC, always be casinoing, use that to see to see my mom and dad. But let's take a look at the bottom line because that is the purpose of all this. Is yeah, I think there are some things to be learned by what I see and what I observe. But the important part here is that I tell you at the end how using Casino Combat went. Important that I tell you uh, about that. We lost five days pay on tables. I lost almost a day's pay on slots. I won a day and a half's pay playing slots with free money. So there's actually some money made on the slot play itself. There's a small profit there. But the bottom line is we lost four and a half days pay gambling the first two weeks of September. I told you when I did the uh, the open for the show that this was going to be a very different results segment, a very different results segment than you've than you've been hearing. The last time I had a losing streak this long was the first 10 days of March. So we're now the first 14 days of September, and this is the first time since the first 10 days of March that I've had a losing streak like this. It's not fun in the sense that was my time with with Walking Wikipedia and Gabriel fun? Yes. Was the craps table where I made all the money fun? Yes. Was winning all the money from the free slot play when it happened fun? Yes. But losing isn't fun. But it is nice that I get to show you some losing. Because I never, ever, ever, ever want anyone to think that I am telling you, you can win all the time. You can win for big stretches of time just showed you that March, April, May, June, July, August. You can win for big stretches of time. You can win many, many months in a row. You can get so much free stuff, so many comps and gifts and meals and all of that, that the little bit that you lose doesn't matter because you were given so much in comps. All those things are true and they're true most of the time, but you don't win all the time. And you are going to go through periods. You know, I I often think if this was somebody new, right? if you had just started this, if you had listened to me and you'd made notes and you went to casinocombat.com and you downloaded the charts and you practiced with pennies on your kitchen table with imaginary hands and you built your bankroll and you calculated it correctly, you're all set, you're ready to do things, You're you're good to go. And you went to the casino, as often as I went to the casino, 11 times in 14 days, and you lost five days' pay, I'd be tempted to say, okay, this doesn't work. Maybe he can do it, but I can't. That would be perfectly valid. But I want to give, so that's why I want to give you a realistic view of things. I've always tried to do that, and that's the realistic view of these two weeks. It's not the month yet. The month isn't over. Anything could happen. I Clearly, we don't know how it's going to turn out. But... Lost five days pay, uh, four and a half days pay with the slot wins from the from the free slot play. Five and a, four and a half days pay lost. I had another uh, with the various trips and hotel expenses and meals and all that. I had another uh, almost two days pay in expenses. It was a losing two weeks. So stay tuned. Come back next episode. Come back for episode uh, 100. I think it will be. Yeah, come back for the next episode and uh, we will find out next time if I ended up having a winning month or if the first two weeks were indicative of what was going to be a losing month once again. All right. I believe the next thing that we are going to do is we are going to adjourn to the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge. I will there right after we pop the bottles. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the most must listen to moment in casino lifestyle podcasting each and every episode the casino combat virtual VIP lounge and our lounge is open with the best virtual everything virtually all the time our beverage game is on point virtually today our buffet is on point virtually today if you can press pause. Pour yourself something in the real world. But if you can't, please help yourself to something virtually. VIP lounges, when they are available to us in casinos, are an excellent place to hang out with friends, share stories, have some beverages, usually from some from some pretty good bottles. I am taking it easy. I am once again doing this in the morning. I have a little orange juice with a splash of pineapple juice here with me and that's what I'm gonna be sipping on today. I'm gonna to jump into a story and it's actually a story that's part of a story you've already heard. It's a continuation of a story and I'll get to that in a minute but as we're talking about uh, various virtual beverages, let me share something about casinos that you may not know and it is trivial and it is silly and it is also one of my, for whatever reason, favorite things when it's available in a casino, and that is water. It is crazy, but water choice is actually a thing in many casinos. Let me give you some examples to show you this ridiculous little bit of casino knowledge. If you are at Planet Hollywood, and if you are playing in the high limit room, And if you have a diamond or higher card, you can ask for Voss, that's a fancy kind of water, instead of the regular bottled water in the little small bottles. And they'll bring you uh, half a liter, a liter of Voss instead. If you're in the other uh, casino properties that Caesars owns, in most places, not all places, but certainly Strip, Atlantic City, New Orleans and you are third tier or higher, all you have to do is show your card and ask for Fiji water. And they will bring you Fiji instead of the regular bottled water. They will bring you the fancy, I guess the kids would say, bougie uh, bottled water instead. Same thing has been true in my experience at MGM Properties. And then if you get to places where there's competition, so like the Hard Rock and in Atlantic City, they will also give you fancy Fiji water if uh, if you have the right card in their system. So all jokes about still and sparkling water and virtual and not virtual and all that aside, if you have that level card, you might as well drink the fancy water, right? You might as well drink the really fancy water instead. Why not? In fact, um, uh, Mrs. TRG always teases me that uh, that I'd, I'd willingly lose a day's pay waiting to get a Fiji water, and that's not true. You know, been married long enough, your wife's going to find some little things to tease you about. So let me get to the story I want to do today just real quick, and I guess I'm going to kind of tell you this, one, because it's fun, but two, it also illustrates the idea of making a plan and then sticking with the plan to see how your plan turns out. And I told you, I don't know how many episodes ago, but I I have a uh, diamond horseshoe ring that I wear that I really like that has a lot of value. And back in the dim recesses of time, somebody commented on that from a Instagram post, thought maybe I was an Indianapolis Colts fan. Uh, I'm not. Uh, And I told the story of the day that I won a whole bunch of money uh, and was going to an NBA game, but won so much money in the afternoon that I went and made a whole series of small choices, paid off a variety of things, got a haircut, and in the process of getting the haircut, the person cutting my hair told me about this horseshoe ring at a jewelry store next door, and and it fit perfectly, and and I've I've worn it ever since. But what happened after that? I mean, that was the that was the story to answer the question that was asked at the time, but. What's the story after that? Because I was still going to the NBA game. I still had the hotel room in the very, very nice hotel. I still had floor seats to go see uh, a professional NBA game. I still had all that going on. And when I had made my series of small decisions, I had put my original bankroll away and I had kept $1,300 to go play in High Limit after the basketball game. More than enough, more than 10 bets. So I had allowed myself that idea that I I might hit a point where I needed to do some doubles and splits, and I didn't want to have to come up with any more money. So the plan was, after the NBA game, go play in high limit, $100 game, $1,300, and play until I had doubled it or until I had lost it. That was the plan. And this is on a day when I'd made tens of thousands of dollars already. So I start playing and having some drinks and, and having some fun and, and, and messing around. And clearly, I am now gambling for entertainment. I am not gambling for profit. The profit for the day has been locked away, the original bankroll is safe. I went to the ball game with a friend, I'm just hanging out having drinks, I have a hotel room that I can uh, walk across the mall to, so that's the plan. And I win some money, I lose some money, I win some money, I lose some money, and about one o'clock, I am down to one black chip, just one. And it's like, okay, well, I I guess we're done. So I put the one chip in the circle, and I get a blackjack, perfect. So now I bet 100 bucks again. I'm not using a wagering strategy, particularly at this point. I'm just trying to hold on and survive. So I, I put $100 in the circle, and a double is called for. And so I put my other black chip out, and I win the double. So now I've got one the original chip, and the chip and a half that I won on that, and then the two more chips that I won. So I've got, uh, what, the first chip, the chip that I won... The two more, chips. I got $450. So now I'm not in bad shape. What happened is from there, I continued to win. I ended up winning more than double what I started with at one point because of a double split situation that went my way. And that left me with a couple of chips. And so I decided I was going to keep playing those chips. I ended up quadrupling my $1,300 on the day. Well, the day after, because now it's the wee hours of the morning, but I ended up quadrupling the $1,300 that I had started with that was left over from the well over 10,000 that I had won earlier in the day while I was just messing around, waiting to meet my friend and go to the NBA game. So fun story fun evening, kind of rounds out, kind of that little piece of uh, TRG history that I'd been waiting for the right time to share with you. But if if I hadn't, if I had just said, oh, well, I I was going to bet all of them, that was the plan, and that's never my gambling for profit plan. I would never have a gambling for profit plan that I'm going to gamble down to the last penny, but the bankroll was safe. I was going to be able to come back whenever and, and repeat the process of gambling for profit, so, I allowed myself to have a little fun, and I could have at that point, at the point where I was minus 1200, I could have said, Nope, oh well, I'll just take this and go. And if I had, I'd have missed out on all that winning. The idea is not that you should do any one of these things specifically. I'm not trying to teach anything here other than have a plan. In fact, on the website in the Fred section, we have a planning form that you can download called the Casino Combat Casino Action Plan. Have a plan, execute the plan. Stick with the plan till the end. As Casino Wisdom 82 teaches us, you can't wish your way out of something that you don't like in a casino. You have to rely on your training, your tactics, and you have to follow through. And that means our training and our tactics and our plans are, are, is to follow our plan exactly as we've laid it out. To not make emotional or situational changes to the plan in the middle of the process just to go ahead and execute. The plan was to play till it was gone or till it was doubled. And then it, as it doubled by accident, above that amount, I set aside everything but the extra and then played the extra up to a good bit more money as well. And obviously, that's always a lot of fun when it happened. And after I got up the next morning, went to my hotel room, got up the next morning, and then I had another series of small decisions to make, another opportunity to plan out some things. I, I suspect Mrs. TRG probably got a big chunk of that win to uh, to put into whatever uh, home and projects she was doing. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host. Remember your casino wisdoms. Don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye everyone. Thank you so much for listening.